Welcome to Tits, T-I-T-S, Talking Into Twenties. My name is Orly, and I would like to thank each and every one of you for tuning in to me, tuning in to yourself, showing up to the podcast where we talk about our 20s and how do we approach our 20s in a mindful way, the struggles we face, and the different elements and challenges. Wow, I missed doing that intro. I've missed you guys. I've missed podcasting. I've missed myself in the zone of podcasting. I know that I always tell you guys throughout the three episodes that we've done so far, now the fourth, which I am so happy about, that you guys are tuning into yourself by tuning into me or to just a podcast that you think that could help you or make you feel, you know, like you're setting aside some time for yourself. I think it's just worth mentioning my side of this as well, that I also gain so much by doing these podcasts. Communicating with you guys here on the platforms via Spotify, Instagram, Apple Podcasts, it's such a help to me and it makes me really happy so thank you from the depths of my heart you guys are incredible i want to start today's episode with a mention about something that had happened this week this week there was a deadly earthquake in turkey and syria over 10,000 people dying and over 11,000 injured it's a terrible disaster I personally have friends in Turkey, so I immediately reached out to them. They replied that they are personally unharmed, but they do have some friends or uncles or cousins that did get impacted by this earthquake. I was relieved to hear back from them in general just because the amount of people that were injured and under the rubble is still counting. I had an uneasy feeling from that moment that I heard about that news guide me and I still have it with me until right now until this day there is something so so unforgiving about disasters this earthquake is definitely one of them I think something we all experienced was also the COVID-19 pandemic right in the beginning when lots of people were dying and our close ones were getting sick as for us we can understand the pain and the loss certain people could feel. This is because we have emotions. We have a conscious mind. We are human. This emotional understanding of pain and loss is known as empathy. So I decided that this episode, we're going to be talking about empathy. It's different characteristics, its limitations, how we can use it in order to harness our emotional intelligent power, And when does empathy harm us? How can we balance it out, limit it to healthy places? What guided me to speak about this topic is the empathy I had felt during this week towards the people who have been impacted in Turkey and Syria. I don't think I'm alone either. I was speaking to a really good friend of mine. She was telling me that she's not doing so well and she feels so frustrated And that is so understandable. I mean, sometimes we want to help so badly and we just don't have the power 
or we don't know how. Some of us would maybe send money into the funds, spread awareness, but your average 20-year-old doesn't have the political nor the economic power to make such drastic fundamental changes within these type of scenarios and tragedies. I think this is why the episode is so impactful and was so important for me to make because when we focus on empathy, we essentially are creating an extension to another person's feelings and we are providing them with room of expression, holding space and honoring their feelings. So let's get into it. I recently read a post by culture coach and founder of culture consciousness, Christy Kennedy. She brought up this point I really, really liked, and she said, Consider your empathy has a head, a heart, and a gut. Now, the head is the cognitive, the heart is the emotion, and the gut is the action. I love these type of metaphors, ways of expression, because it really connects us to empathy, this emotional understanding to our physical body. Dividing these into three, I want you to think which one you relate to, and maybe you're going to relate to one of them, maybe two, maybe three. The most important is to keep your mind, heart, and gut open. The first type of empathy we have it is a very powerful one, is the heart. This is the emotional empathy we have towards others. This is our ability as individuals to physically feel what another person feels. The way we express this empathy is through a field of empathetic listening. And this is when we are actively listening to the other from within. We are listening to what they're telling us as if we are them. If a good friend, for example, is excited about a new opportunity that's going to accelerate their self-development, if we were to listen to them empathetically, that would mean that we physically feel the excitement in our body. We're smiling, clapping, our heart rate shoots up, our eyes light up, and this can also go the other way around. When someone shared some news that had really upset them, you could cry with them, you could slouch, you could frown. This type of listening is when others are telling you about their feelings, and you can put yourself in their shoes and feel those feelings too. That's the beauty of us humans. We are emotional beings with a conscious mind. Now, I think something that is so easy and so human at the same time is to start thinking of ourselves when people talk about what they're feeling. Because naturally, humans reflect through interactions with others. If someone's talking about their feelings in a certain situation that they were at, we would think, what would I do if I was in that situation? Or what's my opinion on that? All in order to have a reaction to what's being told to us, which isn't a bad thing, it's normal. But with empathy, the important point is to listen and to hold space for their emotions. That is one of the powers empathy gives us. It is a major one. 
Nevertheless, there is a second power, which is in our head, the more cognitive aspect. It discusses more of the ability to understand another's perspective. According to psychologists Daniel Goldman and Paul Ackman, they say to simply know how and what the other person might be thinking of. It's the ability to say, oh, I understand why they're feeling that way. I can really understand from their perspective and the experience that they're having right now why they are feeling the way they are feeling. I think also a practical way to see how our head empathy, the cognitive aspect, works in our day-to-day is through road rage. And I'm not talking about violent road rage where people get out of the cars and beat each other up. I'm talking about your average person that just is frustrated, honking, or upset, or they cut you off, or they give you that nasty look, to just take a moment and to say, I could understand why they are feeling this way. You could just make up your understanding of their feelings. Maybe they're having a bad day. Maybe they just got laid off. Maybe She had an argument with her husband and now she's late for work and the whole schedule got messed up. You can't really know always what others are feeling, but you can try to understand their perspective. And I think we've all been in situations where we were also upset. It's nice to kind of hope that maybe others could also understand why we're feeling this way. If we were the ones upset on the road if we were the ones giving a bit of an attitude and no one really knew what was going on in our mind and it wasn't even to do anything with them. Isn't it nice to think maybe that person did understand? Maybe that person, that stranger in the car next to me, did hold space for me? Now, the third ability for us to hold space for empathy is the action. That lies within our gut. This is known as empathetic concern, and it is our willpower to see what the others need from us. This type of empathy would move us to action, and it stems from feeling for the other person. If you feel sorry for them, or concerned, or you see that there's a need to celebrate, you'll take action. An example of this would be people that are going to do fundraising. So we went over roughly the heart which is the emotion, perspective, brain, and action, the gut. Which one of these did you guys relate to? Was it all of them? Is there one you're trying to connect with? I think for me, I'm very connected with my heart and my gut empathy. I think my brain empathy, it's just something that comes and goes when needed. You know what I mean? If you're in a work environment or something professional, something that you can't get too caught up in emotions, then you'll use more of your logical side of empathy. Empathy is beautiful. It is so pure, and it has great intentions. But I can't help to ask, is there a limit to empathy? Let's take it a step back. Why do we put limitations on things? A limit is a boundary, right? It's a form of self-love and self-respect. We do that when something is starting to harm ourself or others. Now, connecting this to empathy, when we start to over-empathize, this can lead to depression and high levels of anxiety. 
I'm going to give my friend as that example. She was telling me that she's feeling so down and frustrated with the situation because if you keep deepening your empathy to a too much of a deep level or touching upon only the heart empathy, you will feel so much pain of others and you will put their needs before yours as well. So learning how to control the levels we empathize in and when to use each one is really important, whether if it's our friends, the world, family, ourselves, there has to be a balance. So step number one, I would say, is recognizing when to use your heart, your brain, or your gut. Sometimes it could be a combination of both, sometimes it could be all three together, sometimes only one of them. Many times people want your help for a certain action plan, which will be the gut. But beforehand, you have to understand why they're feeling the way they're feeling in order to create the best course of action, which is your brain. Recognizing when to use what is important and to what levels you don't want to get too sucked into it because in the end of the day, when we empathize the other, then we are there for them. When we do empathize to ourselves, it's not to feel sorry or to self-pity ourselves. It's more to just recognize These are our feelings. If we just need to hold space and understanding for our feelings, we will do just that. Sulking into self-pity with empathy is also a complex and not the best combination. It happens to the best of us. This is something to consciously work on, to notice as something that can happen. It's okay that it happens. It is... A work in progress. I started this episode talking about the tragedies that had happened in Turkey and Syria. I think it was really, I don't, I don't think, I know it was important for me to dedicate this episode more towards empathy because I know all of us have it within us and sometimes it could get confusing to what extent this empathy goes to, what ways does empathy meet us and we describe the heart and the head and the gut i think what we can all do is hope for beautiful days and send our most positive thoughts and prayers to our loved ones and i guess this is my way to show my empathy my way to extend out deepest understanding to people's feelings of hardships that are going on right now around the world in their personal lives Wherever it might be, don't underestimate it. Create space for you. I'm creating space for you. I'm creating space for myself. You are your own priority. It is also important to have this empathy towards yourself, whether if it's the heart, whether if it's the head, whether if it's the gut. I am so thankful for each and every one of you for tuning in and pressing play and listening to my voice and coming on to here and following my Instagram and texting me about how you've appreciated my podcast. I am so happy to hear from each and every one of you. I hope you have a good morning, a good afternoon, a good night. I can't wait for the next episode. Always and wholeheartedly, Orly. 